Yeah, I'm gonna do all right. I just started letting the people come in. The pile up on here. What's going on, Garfield? I see you, man. Dagger Squad, man. What's up with you? What's up, Jeremy? Monica Lamb, what's up with you? What's up, Ronald? What it do? What it do? Kennard Gordon, what it do, man? I see you, Sean. What's up with you, man? What's up, Rick? Jay God, what's up? I am Hotep Raw. What up? Peace, man. Peace, man. Man, I'm glad y'all can join us, man, for this inaugural uh, I'm a Raw Squad interview. Yeah, make sure y'all go to the I'm a Raw Squad interview channel, man. Subscribe to while y'all at it. And then subscribe to the Pseudo Killers, man. Just do that for me. I really appreciate that. Why you mad at me, Mo? Man, come on, Mo. I was talking, running my mouth at 5 o'clock in the morning this morning. <laughs> Why you mad though? Niagara Valley Civilization, what's up with you? What's up, Will? What's good? Yeah, man, y'all gave me a date. You ain't said it was right this minute. I'm on it. I'm on top of it. We finishing a couple days. Mm-hmm. Only go out, man. Your show early in the morning on Sunday. I'll be sleep. I ain't even woke. <laughs> I ain't want to come on your show right now more and bring all that fire that I'm that I got on. Black African power. Kyle, what's up? I said that right. Black African power. What's up, Donnie C? What's it, what it do? Yeah, we're gonna have a good interview tonight, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't find me, Mo. Goodness gracious. You find me right here. Right in the building, man. Yeah, look, this episode, right, is brought to you by Abgy Wear. You know what I'm saying? All your gear, right? Your urban gear, your shirts, your no religion shirts, right? Your Sarah shirts, hats, shoes. Right, it's right there, man. Also, add anime productions, man. You feel me? Yeah, make sure y'all support them brands right there. It's very, very important. All right? Really? So tonight, we're going to talk about that Big Head Science, man, that new album, The Casual Drop. You know, he's been in the, in, the, in the trenches putting that work together. And you know what I'm saying? Couldn't have had a better person, right, to do the first interview. Right, uh, very, very loyal dude, um, friend of mine, good friend of mine's man. Uh, and you know, it's important to make sure he was the, you know what I'm saying, the first, all right? Uh, he supported the team, he brought the team down to, um, to Oakland, you know what I'm saying? He an Oakland, Oakland legend, right? 
uh, with the Hyrule crew, founding member of the Hyrule crew. Uh, man, he does a lot in this city that he doesn't like to talk about. We're gonna get him to talk about that today. Uh, he has a beautiful building. I actually did a lecture in that building. It was powerful. And the building was packed out. Uh, so you know what I'm saying? Uh, hey man, this is a good brother, man. And we wanna see what he's working on, man. He's like a mastermind, man. Uh, also go to the WordPress, Rap God WordPress. A lot of good information on there. Serious, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I just had his book, man. Bro. Man, hold on, I gotta get that book, man. A handbook for the conscious community, man. I know y'all been looking for that. Uh, so, you know, we're gonna have a, um, a, a a real, real good show. I see the building start to fill up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, Monaco Slade, what's up with you? Yeah, I'm glad I see you. Too Smooth 71. Nabit, Habit, did I say that right? Did I say that right? Neb, Nebd, N-E-B-T, how you say that? Like that shirt, yeah, y'all get this right online, man. No religion, why well, it says no religion. Journey from the stars, uh, fashion that connects you to the cosmos, yeah. Y'all should know that, man. You know, connect you to the cosmos, man. Understand your natural world. We do that through science, man. But right here, man, this interview gonna be powerful. Let me see if my man ready. Well, I see you out there in Oakland in the sun. <laughs> see you casual. Get that straight. There's some more people come up in here. Let me get that link real quick so we can share that link. You should be able to share that link on, on this Instagram. Um, All right, man, all right, without further ado, where you at Smash Rock Wells? I know you got a lot of handles, Jonathan on Smash Rock Wells. Mad What's Jack up? What's uh, up with it? Well, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just, the, huh? I'm in the backyard, chilling. What's up with you? Hey, what's going on, man? I know you got a lot of names, man. Casual, Smash Rock Wells. I know that was the name of an album, right? That's like, that's like my favorite name, Mad Jack Archers. You know what I'm saying when you working in other circles, you know what I'm saying, and I'm a raw squad official. You feel me? So without further ado, yeah, man, uh, you know what I'm saying, original uh, uh, um, uh, creator of the How Glithies group, man. What's good, Smash Rock Wells? What's up with you, brother? I'm chilling, relaxing, hanging out. You know I'm promoting the new album, Big Head Science, and you know how I am. I'm like a scientist. When something get on my mind and it's heavy on my mind, it kind of like consumes me to the point where. Uh, I have to remind myself to eat if I'm doing some research. So lately I've been caught up in my research trying to explain to people what Big Head Science, which is the title of my new album, we're really just trying to explain what it is to people, you feel me? Yeah, so let's, uh, let me see. Um, let's kind of, um, uh, 
First of all, let me clear this up, man. Make sure, because there's been a lot of rumblings around people talking unnecessarily, man. Uh, with that, that scholarship piece real fast, man. So uh, last time I checked, you was a member of the Umbra squad. Is that still true, brother? Oh, of course. I mean, what is, what, what happened? I, I've been outside the community, so if anything transpired that I don't know about, they tripping. We stay good. We scholarship team and all that little uh, constant community bickering. That's just when we engage them. But what we do is primarily beneficial for, you know what I'm saying, my enlightenment as well. So, hell yeah, I'm on the Unrock squad still. I have to go in the basement, y'all, so I can keep it 100 so we can get greasy in this interview. Yeah, let's get greasy. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, people been talking because they don't see, they forget, man, uh, that, that you got a, a hell of a, a uh, career that you are an artist, an official artist for real, and um, they forget that, and you be working, putting in that work, and you also do some filming, you know what I'm saying, and you know what I'm saying, they, they kind of forget that, man, but I just wanted to just, you know, hit them real quick, you know what I'm saying, ain't no big deal, so that they know, right, and they know, and they know who it is that said that type of thing, but it's all good, so smash, man, that, that new piece you're working on, man, Let's do this first. Where, where where can they get that from? And you got a good concept behind that, and it's rocking, man. Let's talk about the concept behind that, the marketing behind that. What you doing with that? I apologize for uh, moving around because I couldn't hear you for a moment. I was thinking maybe it's because I came in my garage that I couldn't hear you. But can you guys hear? Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, I can hear you clear, Smash. I can hear you. Okay, so cool. Okay, so uh, yeah, the big head science again is. is I appreciate that, and it is marketing, it is an idea. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I want something to make sure that when I uh, drop my album, it is a little bit different and unique and also beneficial. It's kind of like my spirit to provoke uh, things concerning cooperative economics ever since I learned about it. And it, it really wasn't no big plan I had unfurled, actually just on 4, 420, on a hunch, I just said, forget it. I'm releasing my album today for $100. I kind of like had got, I uh, was thinking about what the brother Nipsey Hussle had done and how he was able to be the only person in history to, you know, price his art at $100 and to receive support. And so, mind you, this is in the face of a quarantine shelter in place. After losing about eighty thousand dollars in shows, because you book all your shows for the year or whatever, and then if they get all canceled, basically that's just like losing your child. And so that happened with a lot of the artists, including myself. And and I started looking at the the uh, the pouting atmosphere that started to take place online, where everybody, oh man, what are we gonna do? Oh, and I was like, man, I'm not that type. Like you know what I'm saying. Like if we, if it's the last few soldiers on the field, then I just gotta run towards the the opposite force, man. And so <laughs> that's what I did with my music. I was like, check this out. If it's all bad, then I'm about to go down to history for selling the album for a hundred bucks while it's all bad. But now, again, the science behind that that I wanted to add to it was to to make sure we added mutually beneficial campaigns, meaning. Now it's gonna take a, we're gonna get into it, but basically in a nutshell, what I wanted to add to what the mother Nipsey Hussle did was some mutual benefit. And so I offered $25 back to anybody who shared my promotion. You see what I mean? 
I put up a promotion on Instagram. It was like, share this post. And if, if I get a sale off of your lead, you get $25. And it was the beginning of the system, but I was actually able to pay out $75 in public on my IG from people who just shared a post. And so that set off the spirit of the album and people start seeing what I was trying to do and what it's all about. And it is, it's big head science. So in a nutshell, it's just economics and it's cooperative economics with the mask on that we're gonna teach them because people don't like shit when it don't sound cool, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you always be like a head step of the game. Uh, even when it came, you know, to that meta lecture and why you was doing what you was doing. So that's a, that's a hell of a marketing scheme right there. But just uh, based off of your years of service to the game of hip hop, and I say service because that's what you do. You've uplifted the game, right? With your powerful lyrics, you know what I'm saying? And just the way you put it in. So uh, um, for real, you deserve that honor to be able to sell that album at $100, man. So I'm glad that's doing good. So so we want the listening artists to kind of band in and do that. So if they share the album, they can get it. How, how does that work? I kind of like took that promotion down, but I still do it. I mean, for anybody who share share a post of my album, I was at, I asked because because I got direct contact with these buyers through Bandcap. So every time somebody buys something for a hundred dollars, you obviously gonna hit them with a personal email like, "Yo, thank you, I appreciate it." And then I ask them, "Whose page did you see it on?" And the majority of people was like, I saw it on your page. But a few people was like, I actually seen it on what's the name page, and then I came over to your page. So if you shared my album cover and they seen it on your page, and I got a $100 sale, I'm going to cash up $25, post it up on my page so everybody can see what's going on, and just try to make an example of how it ain't time to start crying with this economy. We just need to shift a few things around. Yeah, that's... Well, see, you always been about that. And, and, and I remember my time you went to Philly and, and your whole lecture was based off the economic piece with the Egyptian. That was a good one right there, yo. I'll never forget that. I know you remember that. We was in, uh, what was the bookstore we was at? We was at- um, Yeah, we was at Black and Nobel with Brother Hakeem. Yeah, definitely. And I really, I mean, that's the moment in my research that I had this epiphany. First and foremost, it, inside the conscious community, I only use that uh, material to say it wasn't no slavery. Look, I got all the details. I got everything you see on the wall. We're going to read it. We're going to show that that we're recording grain. See, this is how I figured out Big Head Science by knowing this. Because before there was money, there was still currency. And so what, what Yakub done figured out, or not Yakub, but what the creation done figured out, you feel me? It's all big head of science and everybody know where we're going. What they didn't figure out was how to create another currency that we exchange that has actual real value, but we but it's going all over our heads and it's our currency. But that they, for instance, right now we're streaming on uh, on uh we're streaming on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, YouTube, they, Zoom, Zoom. Exactly. Okay. Zoom through YouTube. Now, YouTube obviously has a mechanism where they're going to get us coins back because they're turning your social currency, which is your followers or your clout or your ability to bring people towards their platform. They converting that. But some of them ain't like Instagram, so to speak. 
And so I'm trying to uh, make people understand the value of their social currency, which is their followers on different platforms. And to, to, to show that you can actually use some of this social currency to execute plans in order to eventually convert it into real currency, real money. And so let's just give an example of a person with $100,000. Rappers, when they want to start promoting their albums, they start challenges. Free challenges. My, I'm telling people, monetize your challenge with a mutually beneficial incentives and then pay out the social currency to all the losers. The, the winner gets actual money. The contestants who supported it earn pieces of your social currency. Now, let me get it. Let's take a person with 100,000 followers who say, all right, I do got this hit record. I'm going to let anybody who send in $100 right now get a chance to be on the remix. But that's just like a normal contest until you include the mutual benefit, which is that exchange of social currency. So now I'm going to guarantee you that even if you lose, your attempt is posted on my page to my 100,000 followers. Now, if you want to get into the real science of it, they already got the value of this converted. If I want to run an ad on Instagram to reach 100,000 people for like seven days, they charge me $300. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, but they did, they math, but ain't nobody did our math on how, the street value of that. You see what I'm saying? And so I'm basically showing people the cash app value of what you could do with these platforms in order to turn your social currency, which is followers and clout and all that into actual income. And I'm not saying it's, it's not been done. People are doing it. Uh, you know, some of the systems are really good at exchange, uh, turning their social currency into income. But what I want to do is just formulate it into a science so people can have a place to go and get all the instructions, at least pertaining to the music industry on new ways to monetize everything. Hmm. Yeah, well, see, you always got that type of uh, complexity in your game. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just, that's what make you, uh, you. So yeah, when I went to that uh, Wikipedia page, it was kind of like, they didn't know what category to put you in, the group in. So they hit you with the, the alternative, uh, let me, I, I'm gonna give them direct words. It says, uh, member of the alternative hip hop collective hieroglyphics. So why, why you think they did that? they didn't know how to, you know, whip, whip. Yeah, I know, because they, they was going through their list of genres, and was like, these boys different, <laughs> I guess. They was looking for, like, underground hip-hop. Well, it ain't really classified thoroughly by just calling them underground hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? And so, honestly, uh, it's not our culture to really focus so much on categorization like that, you know what I'm saying? They divide, dissect, and then they tell you I'm not like the other one, and then we be fighting each other, because I'm alternative hip hop and you street and I want to be street. So now I'm trying to show you this. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I really never got too concerned with that, but all our whole career, we definitely did bring alternative. I mean, I, I, I must, we did bring alternative hip hop, you know, uh, alternative to what, the normal stuff on the radio. So what you got, uh, 14 cuts on your joint, on your new joint? How many, how many records? So it's 14 yeah. cuts on the joint if you bought the $100 album off Bandcamp, but you also can hear all them cuts for free on Bandcamp. So that's also another mutual benefit. You know, it's, I'm not forcing anyone to support 
and pay $100 to enjoy the album. You can simply go to your Apple Music and press download and have it. So there, therein lies another twist to, to quell all the haters. You got to connect your thing up properly. It's like you're knitting a thread together and you got to make sure all the points is hit. So if somebody, $100 album, then I just come on, bro, it's free. Go listen to it right now. And then they just look stupid on social media, like, oh, I'm just hating. You know what I'm saying? The people who support are wanting to support. And not only that, I have people pricing it at higher prices than I priced it at. I priced it at 100 and I had my highest, my biggest supporter priced it at 250 and just bought it for 250 And so I'm like, okay, at least in the music industry, and it will spread onto other industries, we got the apparatuses to harness the support of our followers right now. And I've got a template, at least I went through most of the income streams of hip hop, and I came up with new plans for uh, that. Some of them are genius, some of them I can't even reveal. But I mean, if we had a little bit of sacrificial humility, because again, like right now I'm sitting in my, I know how people be online, I don't care. I, I sacrifice myself to disseminate the information. So you can try to see what's in this back thing or do whatever you want to do to nitpick. But really my main goal is to get the information out, you know what I'm saying, and to disseminate it. But I run into a lot of that, even with my peers in hip hop, a lot of motherfuckers who come excuse my language, just people just waiting to see it fail or something. You know what I'm saying? And and that was the biggest win over them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's... Really the, just to add and close it and close it just to add because for independent artists, I sold at least a hundred of the mugs in a week at a hundred dollars before the album dropped. I just show independent artists at least a template. They don't gotta price it at what I price it at, but don't devalue your art. People will support you and there aren't too many ways to generate even that little amount of income before your album dropped in one week. You know, and so that's one way to do it, but yeah. So that first cut, you know what I mean, on their head. <laughs> that's on their head, man. Hold on, hold on. That's been a Magi Archer's, uh, 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 just a whole, just that, that, that's just been with it. We've we been on their head, right? So that's interesting that that first cut is called that. You know what I'm saying? I'm Raw Squad, been on their head, but specifically the Magi Archer's. So that, that, when you was writing that cut, man, what would you think about, man? You know what? Uh, I got to give credit to the producers of the album. The producers are new producers, brothers from Oakland, name Big Head Science. And so I just was like, in order to spread y'all light in this project, I'm going to just name the album after y'all so that people can learn about y'all. But you know what? When I heard that track, I was like, oh, this got to, first I was like, this got to be the first song on the album because it sound real superhero. He just like, you know, you coming back to hip hop. And I don't know, it was just my spirit. That's just my spirit, you know what I'm saying? Like policing hip hop, uh, you know, all that shit weak. Nah, now get that out of here. Because, it, I mean, excuse my language again, I know we on this platform. But uh, trying to, you know, make sure we keep our standards up. And that's kind of like I, one of the first things I said in the, that song, back to stand for my standards and get it back on their head. I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so <laughs> it is what it is, it's like, it's an art and I'm going to show that it, uh, it's been exploited by commerce and we can do a little bit to get back, get some of that money back. Mm. So um, most people don't know this, right? But um, you actually, uh, that God killer name, right? That everybody call me. 
you actually put that in hip hop. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm thankful for that. I'm definitely thankful for that, man. That's with the song. What was the name of the song? Maybe we used it on the intro. What was the name of the damn song? What was you the know? name of the song? It was God yeah. Killer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was that that was the name of it, wasn't it? Yep, it sure was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's see, uh, you know, I was been calling myself rap guy for a minute. Of course. Uh, since I dropped the album in 2011 with the rap guy, right? And then right. M took that took that thing. I mean, you know. So I was like, all right, well, I'm about to hit hit, hit hip hop off with the God Killer one time. You know what I'm saying? Because basically, it just was thematic and just fun to do. It's how you know how hip hop is. Y'all know how. It is. Healthy, friendly competition. God, yeah, you know. But I like that God, too. That was, song, was, man. You was, I mean, man, the different, the, the wordplay was magnificent. You know what I'm saying? Just the whole, man, yeah, y'all gotta go back and listen. You, but you don't got that loaded on on, on your page, man. Uh, Smack Rockwell, I can't find it. I know. I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't be releasing everything like that. But I'm now that now that I'm learning even. See, this is what happens. Whenever you want to teach something, you know you're forced to uh, learn something too. You see what I'm saying? Obviously, yeah. teachers trying to be the best learner just to show how we, I learned it real quick. So I had to go back into my art too and doing research on money streams from art. And there's so much I can reveal to the community right now. Like I know half the industry ain't even getting all that bread. You know what I'm saying? Because the strings we be leaving on the table because they cre creating new technologies to exploit music. And if you signed old contracts, some of that ain't included in it. So I've been back researching, except in the music, you feel me? Of, of course, and I think I, what I like to bring to light is, is that your research methodology, which is important, you, you apply it to everyday life, to things in business, you know what I'm saying? The things that understanding the music industry. Let, let's talk about that for a minute. How how your metanet? Because people say, uh, you know, metanet. How does going to help us today? It's not so much the metanet. It's just the research behind the metanet that I've seen you use. You know what I'm saying in your business and all your businesses you create, whether it be Hyro Day, right? Whether it be putting your album, your marketing. You know what I'm saying? Let's kind of talk about that for a minute. Uh, I mean, it's something that, again, I was waiting for a long time for a lot of the things that I learned in the conscious community to merge with my art. And I definitely know you don't force things like that because that's how certain artists come off sounding preachy or like they read a book and had a book rap report to go do, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And so, but uh, lately, some of the other things that I've learned in you know, in my studies and my research and even learning proper research methodology dealing with the Amara squad has been mer merging perfectly with my art. And so, I mean, for instance, where I didn't have to sit down and think of all of this, I just started applying what I knew from, uh, what I think I know from learning about uh, the officialdom of Kimmy and how things run and even what a king is. And the simplest way to understand what, uh, how to be a king nowadays uh, you can learn in understanding how Asar became a king and understanding agriculture and understanding the uh, ability to be able to feed more than just your family, your immediate family will automatically verify you as a king in this day and age. If you bring your food to the table to your family, it qualifies you as a man. But if you bring in food to multiple 
any in any subculture in our our community because we'd be like oh he's a boss or he's a evil but the real word for that is kingship you know what i'm saying he has a small little i mean basically I don't want to go and expound too far, but people see what it leads on to. And as soon you get so plentiful and so abundant with things to where you providing for like a nation and people got your back because you set either systems in place that work or you taught people things that, you know what I'm saying, help mm -hmm. them flourish. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you walk around the hood and be like, how certain people got people to go to bat for them? Like, why he go do something for this guy right here is probably because some things you don't know maybe is definitely a lot of times economic, but really that one character depends on the other character for some type of uh, stability. Well, that don't have to be always nefarious and it's also honoring being able to achieve so much that you can help others. And so that's what I want to do in hip hop. I learned a lot that people don't know because uh, I've experienced in hip hop and I want to share a lot of it. Mm. Okay, okay. Oh, I seen a little a couple seconds ago, man. You was over there smoking good. You know what I'm saying? I know oh, you're yeah. on base, right? What was you smoking, man? Let me let them know. Uh, I'm with I'm, exactly everybody know everything is legal right now, but uh, I'm in California and sometimes I use a little bit of sativa to you know not let me get so down or depressed. Sativa is just a strand of cannabis opposite of indica, which indica is kind of a jovial and knock people out, make them go to sleep. Uh, sativa is a different uh, type of strain of cannabis. I just enjoy it. <laughs> Didn't y'all have your own uh, name, your own strain? Uh, so we, I mean, we we've been playing around in the, but we never dropped nothing. And now we lost a lot of momentum in that field. But I ain't really focused uh, as far as hieroglyphics is concerned. I was I ain't really focused too much on cannabis industry i have a partner who uh definitely is and he's working to get delivery services and stuff set up because with this legalization as much fight as we've been caught from trying to get the business established when it was illegal now we at least need to catch some of the reward you know we can't let it be just like excluded from the industry so much so we're getting into it a little bit yeah, but I don't, yeah. really, I, I don't really got too much of passion for that. You know okay, okay, okay. Now I know you. I know you love to fish, man. I like to fish too. Haven't fished in a while, but it's times I call you, say, "Man, I'm going to leave my mind. I'm going. I'm going to Lake and fish, man. What what kind of fish you be catching, man? Man, I be going for everything, but I'm like a sport fisherman, and so generally it's black bass. You know what I'm saying? Catch and release. See, uh, you know, let them grow. See, see if they can get bigger by next summer. I'll come back catch the same fish because I know where you spawn at it. <laughs> so, like, for real. But uh, yeah, I'll be bass fishing a lot. I don't do too much ocean fishing and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's just a pastime for me. Like, I live about an hour from the aqueduct in California, and so no, I said an hour. I'm, I'm sorry, a mile. I'm right. like a mile from the aqueduct. So every morning I get up. You know what I mean? Just hit the hit the water just to relax and set my day right. Mm -hmm. And catching the fish early to start the day feel hella good. It'd be like a good day already. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I really wanna man, I really wanna build on uh you build on. The, the economics of the game. I wanna put some questions to uh anybody uh watching out there. And this is this is just the type of things that we can do using the momentum of uh, monetized, you know what I'm saying, mutually beneficial monetized uh, mm -hmm. 
challenges. Just this is just one. This ain't even. I'm not writing this in my book, but this is a good example. I want to ask y'all. You know, again, we talked about kingship, and one thing kings also did was pay tribute to other kings, right? And you got to ask yourself scientifically, and if you like doing a uh, social political science or whatever, you want to. Why did that happen? Why did why was a bossy ass king with hella land send tribute to another king? Probably because to keep things cool, to avoid conflict, and to make sure you have allies and stuff. Well, now we're dealing with social currency, and the same things are happening nowadays on Instagram, where the currency is your followers and stuff. Sometimes you look and be like, I mean, me because I'm a, a, a rapper. I've been established for a while, but I haven't been doing that particular social media thing y'all know me more for probably being on facebook and talking about the knowledge so then i lost a lot of traction in gaining my just on that one platform instagram social currency so now that i see at this day we talking i got about twelve thousand followers a lot of my peers is in the hundreds of thousands and even dealing with me sometimes I'll, it'll be hard to get somebody even to respond because they so in that they so in that that is another world. It's really like a portal into this simulated reality we live into. If you want to talk to me about it, that's how I feel with it. But again, it's all about knowing how to manipulate it. It's all about understanding what propaganda is, understanding that that ain't a negative thing and that you got a propaganda machine for your brand in your hand at every morning where you can uh, push out ideas in order to gain you social currency that now you can turn into real bread. You know what I'm saying? Because once you get, I can say it's cool, but it starts turning into some coin at about 50,000 followers to the way you can instantly just get up in the morning and probably make more money than you would make uh, going to work a nine to five if you was doing your doing your thing correctly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm. Online. Yeah, it's, it's definitely about that, man. But um, this is... Uh... I tell you something else you do, and most people don't realize that, man. So, okay, with the Hyrule proof, right? How good it's right. And so uh, you were saying how you said it's funny. How you gonna be part of the, you know, the Hyrule crew and don't know the Meta Nature? <laughs> so, exactly. That let's talk about that. About 2009 2010, that was heavy on my mind. And I started by buying uh, E.A. Wallace Budge books. Maybe, yeah, maybe it might even be earlier than 2000, about 2009. I started uh, getting them here. I mean, I had an EA Wallace Buzz book since we chose the name Hieroglyphics, but I stood it on everything. I never opened. I just bought it and was like, one day I'm opening and <laughs> spent like 12 years, 13 years, and never opened it. So I went and bought another copy because I lost that one. And I started trying to uh, get familiar with uh, Metal Nature. Then I started following guys like uh, Asar on different platforms before Instagram was out. And he would be already full-fledged into it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like he'd be like five years ago, basically. Asar Imhotep, the author of everyone uh, watching doesn't know who I'm talking about. Uh, and so I would, yeah, I would, I just fell into it a little bit and then I started getting kind of cool with it. Then I started visiting local classes and stuff 
and they start calling me to the front of the class. And I was like, serious in my head, like serious? Because in my normal scholastic history, just with like high school and enough stuff, I never was nobody who knew a lot of answers. So I was a little bit older and I was like, man, I know the answer, I'm raising my hand. So I raised my hand like seven times in a row. Like, nobody know, nobody know, nobody know. Then dude was like, you know what, come up here. Had me teaching with them. And so I was like, okay, this ain't the level I'm trying to be on. Finally, I found uh, peers amongst guys like Ujahu, who's a, a wonderful metal netter teacher, you know what I'm saying, uh, Asar. And uh, once they, once we were following each other online, I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to post this to see if I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because they ain't going to even let you post that. That's wrong. They're going to get on your page and just beat you all the way up. And so I'm gonna be like, okay, now let's see how good I am at defending myself, whether, you know, it's just a debate class for me. And I, I got pretty far with it all the way to I put hands on them boys with that Nubia subject. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get, that's when I joined the Amara, that's when I was inducted into the Amara squad. Y'all know I'm playing, but we had a good debate. Uh, we had a good debate on the subject of whether Nubia, uh, was an actual, I mean, you know, Nubia was a pseudo term or did it have any etymological roots that we can trace to? And I won't say no one prevailed because they had a, a lot of really good information, but I did, you know, it was cool that night. It was cool that night. It was, y'all can probably look up that I'm a radio show on the Blog Talk Radio uh, in the old files if y'all ain't up on the, all the good years that, you know, yeah, yeah. So, but that's how you know you had to get on the squad. You had to, yeah, you, know, you had to beat your way on the squad. You know what I'm saying? That was always the. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it is. You got to beat your way on the squad. Like it is what it is. So, I always felt like you won that argument. You know what I'm saying? Asar might have felt like you didn't, and Wu Jia swear he ain't never lost. Yeah, you know I mean, he always he ain't he ain't never lost conversation. You know how Wu Jia do. But I felt like you know what I'm saying based off of my young ears on that subject. That, you know what I'm saying? You did your damn thing. It was very, very clear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I can remember the days where you used to call in to the blog talk show, mm -hmm. right? Loyal mm -hmm. file. But you would always be a step ahead of everybody calling in. Meaning the way mm -hmm. you used to put, lay it down, I can remember that. Where you used to lay it down a conversation. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, who the hell is this guy right here, man? But you would always keep it silent, right? And even if you beat your way on the Amaral squad, right? I never forget I was in my room. Now do you not? And you know, I got my, my, my DVDs on the floor, right? Mm -hmm. And I grabbed one of the high road joints because I, you know, I'm a fan, right? I grabbed that. I was like, that's goddamn casual. <laughs> <laughs> that's hella funny. That was yeah, crazy. Know. I never wanted to be walking around the country community like I'm casual. That's some then more it right there, yo. It would have been a different energy. So I just was like Jonathan. I made my Facebook name Jonathan, and I did different things on my casual page. But in order to just qualify myself by my knowledge, not to have nobody like, your bars, and then acting like my knowledge was tight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you earned your way. So you, you kept it split, and you earned your way uh, and you wrote the, the, the spectacular work right here. And so you squashed all the arguments. It's the mad job, the handbook for the conscious community. Um, serious work right here, man. Like very, very clear. 
all the arguments that center conscious community, uh, you 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 squashed them out. Uh, uh, excellent work right here, man. So you know this is definitely a legacy right here, a scholarship that you put forth, man. Yeah, the handbook conscious community, man. And uh, you know while we on here, we might as well make it serious <laughs> and funny at the same damn time. Uh, you also a daggone archer. And I remember the first thing I was seeing you shoot up, that was uh, 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 <laughs> brother. <laughs> Shaka almost. Shaka almost book. Peace to Shaka, what's up Shaka? Yeah, I had to tear that little work up because he was real, real brolic. You know, he was getting the side of stuff. He was really acting just like, he was being kind of disrespectful. So, you know, you know, I just wanted to return the sentiment, but I just wanted to show him the accuracy is duplicated in our research methodology. And so I came in my backyard and put his book on a haystack and shot all around his face. And I was like, let me hit the O in the word codex and then i put an error from about 20 yards and the video was classic because it was really hitting where i was saying i was gonna hit it. so people were like boy you nice with that bow but honestly uh calling myself a magi archer then i gotta be nice with the bow calling myself hieroglyphics i gotta know that metal netter i mean that's just something you could do in your life to live out your inner superhero that you want to be like you want to be raw and spend some time being raw so you can have a skill or quality that most don't have to set your action figure apart. Now mine's got the bow and it's read metal net. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm saying that's just like life. Yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> the accuracy in that bow was like crazy. <laughs> it, yeah, crazy. Well, it took me a couple of times to shoot that video, but notice one thing you do know, I had to practice on something else because you know you only sent I only had one copy of the book. Yeah. You feel me? Right. So there you have it right there. If I, uh, I did not read it though. So I was like, I gotta be right with this one video, you know what I'm saying? If I'm into the so I practice that morning. But again, it is what it is. You know, there's no hard feelings, it's just scholarship. You don't want to run up on some people. That's how I do in rap too. Like they be avoiding good, bro. I could say something about anybody. No disrespect to nobody. I wouldn't, but I can though. So I'd be like, I ain't saying nothing back to that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, Shaka kind of raised his head again and was talking trash. He's still hurt about that book, though. <laughs> hey, y'all huh? want to check out the critique of the book, man? Y'all can go to um, uh, WordPress and, and type in Rap God, right? And uh, y'all can go ahead and get that, 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 that fine critique on that and show you how you critique a book right there. So, yeah, he kind of raised his head talking crazy. Cause he's still mad at that, yo. <laughs> this is crazy. What happened? What happened? What they said? Nah, he just jumped on. He jumped up on. Let us talking crazy. Just talking crazy about the squad, the help of the squad, all that. This guy, you know, run this mouth. So I, so I reposted the video. You know what I'm saying? Shooting that book up, quiet him down. He went back in the hiding. You know how you think the coast is clear? Right. You know what I'm saying? Can you hear me? You frozen on my screen. I'm frozen. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Can you hear me? Oh, I should be, yeah, I can hear you. You should be good. Um, you hear me now? Yeah, man. 
You hear me? Hey, y'all can hear you, Jeremy? Yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna so, go and yeah, Um, You got me now? I got you. I got you nice and clear now, yo. So yeah, man, y'all gotta go to Bandcamp, man. Even, you know, support that album, man. Uh, check out the cuts, man. Uh, support Brother Smash. Uh, like Brother Smash has actually uh, supported, you know, the conscious community with that accurate scholarship <laughs> and that straight bowmanship, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and with his music, man, I've been a fan of his. Man, Smash, shit. How long you been rapping, bro? My first album came out in 1994. I got signed to a record deal by Jive Records at 17. And so I was at the high school, like, feeling like that's when my little, that's my moments, you know. I'm like, I had an early, basically like Jermaine O'Neal or like LeBron was able to come out of high school into a lot of money and, you know, some relative marginal stardom for me, you know what I'm saying? Like I had, I had got like a four in the source magazine, which was a big thing back then, and a few other things. Oh man! So I guess shit. Since you were so, how many years is that man? Twenty plus, right? Oh, that's about 30? what 25, 30 years, or 25, 26 years since I don't know. I ain't adding up, but yeah, ninety-five. What is it? About 95? twenty-six years or something. Man, yeah. I've been a fan since then, bro. It's crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's by all the hip hop, and I've been a fan since then. I mean, that's why I was so, so bananas when I was like, this dude is right underneath my damn nose, hanging and chilling and and and, and on the blog talk shows, right? Right on the squad. And I'm just realizing <laughs> who he is. It was the most craziest thing ever, man. Yeah, I've been a fan for years on that, man. Yeah, man, that's make crazy. sure you support him on Bandcamp, man. Uh, yeah, and, and just let me ask something. Uh, that's for the people who able to support who uh, uh who felt some of the stuff I was talking about and who want to help me get the time in order to work it all out. I am writing the book Big Head Science for artists to know a lot of these uh, templates and hopefully a lot of people will set them in place. But I'm saying that to say you could go to your any streaming platform and listen to it for free or you know for free or if you got a subscription or whatever. And so don't feel compelled to like, oh, that's $100 yeah, you can, No, you don't have to pay that. But if you're out there and you got it and you think something positive could come from this, I want to post your purchase on my Instagram tonight. So let's go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's real, because I got to show the receipts so that people see, if you're doing a public campaign, you definitely got to show the receipts. And I got to get that social currency up, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's social currency, man. You got them followers, man. They got support, man. Make sure y'all hit that like button, man. Uh, make sure y'all go over to uh, Smash Rockwells. What, what you, Casual on Instagram? It's Casual Rap God on Instagram. Yeah, Casual Rap God. That's where I'm at, basically. Then it's uh, Smash Rockwell on Twitter. And, and you know, Jonathan Owens on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what's still, I tell you what's still going. We can beat y'all with the scholarship and we can beat y'all with the hip hop. It don't matter. They can get it. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I remember when the Hebrews made that song that time. I was like, I'm not going to do them like that. I'm just right. going to hit them with the scholarship. Right. You know, I'm talking about right before that debate we had, they had put Correct. out a battle of the song. I was like, no, no. He was like, kill them. I was like, I ain't going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that like, fair, man. That is, it, it's different when you're actually a, a professional. Right, because you're a professional artist, man. You earned your way. I think you you also had one of those uh what kind of contract? 
when you just did it your own self, man, but everybody is on it right now. When they just try to be independent, right? I think you was oh, yeah, one of the first to do that, right? I mean, no, plenty of people did it before us, but what we were with some of the first to lose their major record deal and then sell 100,000 units independent. That's ghetto gold. Basically, see, uh, when you got the record deal, you getting a dollar of your record. Now, uh, when we switched back to independent, we got up to getting more like seven, eight, back then, seven, eight dollars a record, six dollars a record, maybe. And so, mm. if you're getting a dollar a record, and you know what I'm saying, you sell what? I, I just use an right. You obviously, you know, you do a dollar a record, you sell a million, a million records, you got a million dockets, but your record sold for ten dollars. So you just made ten million dollars for the company, but you got a million and it's, it looked equal to you, but you don't see the back money. When you go independent, it start being folds, different folds of that money. You can do a lot less work and still get the same marginal success and not even really be on TV. So a hundred thousand going a hundred thousand independent was like considered ghetto go, uh as quoted by E forty or what have you. Well we did that three times after losing our record deal, maybe four. We did it twice with uh two hieroglyphics records, once with a Delta Funky Homo sapien record. And then we signed I I, I you know I, I I make these type of claims, but I'll be saying I discovered Guapalai. I really did discover her, but people don't like to hear you say shit like that because they had people working with her before me. But what I mean by that is I went to this bar one night, it was called Mingles in Oakland and she was singing and I was like, I'm about to sign that girl. And I went and bought her CD and took it back to, I wasn't running the company back then. I took it back to my partner who was running the company, like listen to this. And we didn't get to sign them to our label, but they did come to our label in order to get distribution. You know what I'm saying? And so <clears throat> when it comes to Oakland, I've always been like community based. And I mean, I've been, I mean, put it this way like you could go online and see the biggest distributors in hip hop. It's called Empire. Y'all probably already know about Empire. And they, uh, they are just killing everybody. Everybody releases their music through Empire. And then, you know, Too Short. Well, me and the, the owner of Empire. And too sure, all used to work at a youth center, a brand new youth center they built in East Oakland called Youth Uprising from the years about 2000. I mean, and I don't want to say I worked there. I really had a salary there. They were like community figures who worked there, but, you know, they donated. They were more bosses than I was, so to speak. Gazi wasn't uh, into it so big like that. That's the owner of empire right now but y'all can just google empire distribution and see all the names on the front of his xxx to nation so he's a businessman that we was just all in this little office building and it's, it's weird to me all the potential that uh was in that room and we was just there for the youth and for the kids i mean short would really be up in there sitting there like you know what i'm saying like they could just walk in this office and i'll ask short for he wouldn't be there all day but he would be there. I would be there all day on the clock, though. You know <laughs> so yeah, that's that community work. And also you got a lovely building, man. So we want to kind of close it out, but we want to kind of talk about uh, that bit that, that lovely building you got, man. It's a serious building, man. Uh that outreach, that that type of work. You know, like we say on I'm a raw squad, while while the conscious community talking, we be in them damn streets, man. Let's talk about that, man. Cause you, I mean, you like like, like you're very beloved. In Oakland, man, like you tops not you top notch in Oakland. But 
but I think it's uh, it's your music, but more so it's your community work you do. So let's talk about your building that you got in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I'm in the hood. You know what I mean? And yeah. let's talk about just that work overall, man. Well, let me start with uh, saying st a lot of that uh, respect come from just I represented from Oakland without having to be trying to look like I ain't never been. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you like I ain't kept the image on of the, the godliness. I'm like, yeah, gotta do that. And when I walk through, this, there's different types of street cred. All street cred ain't about being a gangster. Some street cred just mean you was there and you was trying to stop it. I was more like a Sharif. I ain't necessarily say I was, you know, Sharif from Minister Society who was always trying to get them to do something better. And so I got a lot of, it started like that at a real young age. And then it's just my natural propensity to be generous and want to congregate. But when we start getting paper and stuff, yeah, I mean, it's natural to eventually be like, man, check this out. We about to let, we had half a all the artists who was trying to come up in East Oakland, we gave them like tendencies in our building for a period of time in order for to give them a, a safe, creative workspace. You know what I'm saying? And some of the biggest artists from Oakland right now, all the way down to, I'm talking about the hoodest cats was like in our basement and we upstairs still trying to be hip hop. They start gangstering it out too. It got too much, you know what I'm saying? And so, and that grew. And actually what we provide ourselves to our community is a springboard. So we haven't talked about Hyro Day. It's one of the biggest events definitely in Northern California. And it was, I was the executive director of it since its inception. We've been doing like 20,000 people late recently. Well, it's numbers decline maybe 10, 15,000, you know what I'm saying? People in one day in Oakland. And so, I mean, <laughs> I've had everybody. Climbing that <laughs> Every year, every year we provide at least one day a year, we provide at least 50 checks for hip hop groups and at least like mm -hmm. 150 jobs for members of the community. Because we have 40 acts that we pay to come, 40 to 50 acts that we pay to come perform. And then I pay all agencies from, from everybody from OPD to down to everybody. And then we bring these people in, I'm talking about we bring thousands of people into the community and we host local vendors and food people who everybody sell out. I mean, Hyra, that used to just be like a, a killing for everybody. It was like uh, the Super Bowl at some time as <laughs> to where the local business around, businesses around there always flourished off that event. And so it's community-based, not for a reason either. It's just what it is. If, if, if everybody was community-based, we'd be living in like a beautiful world. How many years you been doing that Hyrule Day? It's you been got... like, this would be like the ninth year if we was able to do it this year. It started in way. Was I around when you did the first one? Uh, You was around, but you wasn't around the event. Uh, I, was I wasn't around the event, but I mean, you was talking about, yeah, you was we, yeah, yeah, about 2011, I think the first one, I lost to 2011. Yeah, and I learned a lot about uh, negotiating with the cities and all that. I ain't gonna right. keep dragging it out for too long, but yeah, you know, I can bump my gums. I like to talk. So. Nah, you good. Yeah, you know, we supposed to be having a meeting tonight, yo, right? At yeah, about this yeah, point, 9.30, yeah. um, the link is in the group, yo. But look, man, I appreciate, you know, everybody coming through, you know what I'm saying, man, for the little interview, man. Uh, this is the first interview of many. Um, so I wanted to put one of the thoroughest guys I know, you know what I'm saying, in the community, you know what I'm saying, on that first one. You know what I'm saying? You know, you 
if you don't start out strong, yo, you're going to finish weak. So I just wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, make sure I had one of the thoroughest dudes I know. I mean, that's in hip hop and that's in damn scholarship. And, uh, you know, appreciate the support you've always given me. And I'm a raw squad, man. I really, really appreciate that, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? You didn't have to do it, but you, you stood right there in the brother's corner. And for that, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you got me whenever you need me, bro. So yeah, we I had to do another one of them collabs when I bring you down, right? And you bring me down. Yeah, you yeah like let's do that. Yeah, yeah, we gotta keep that network going. Let's do that. I appreciate you, love you, bro. It's everything. And thank everybody for uh watching. And if y'all want to tune in to what I'm doing, follow Casual Rap God on Instagram. Just go look at my page before you follow to see how many supporters then bought that for over a hundred dollars. Cause they believe and I believe. Thank y'all. Yeah, look, man, we out, man. Um, I appreciate everybody coming through, man. I'm a Raw Squad interview. You know what I'm saying? We doing it. We're gonna go uh from the hood, we're gonna go to hip hop, we're gonna go to scholarships, doctors, lawyers, everything, man. It's gonna be powerful, man. And yo, y'all know what it is, man. Uh check this out, man. Uh scientific literacy, man, is a vaccine to the charlatans, you know what I'm saying? That's amongst you, man. Yeah, and we out, man.